Thanks for tuning in to Amy on the Hill, a podcast born out of Jesus' teaching in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, which says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Thanks for listening. This is Amy. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Right now we're in the middle of a virtual book club of sorts, but you totally don't have to read along with us. In order to listen into the podcast discussion, our discussion on this episode will be drawn from 1 John chapter 2 out of the Bible and chapter 6 of Francis Chan's book, Crazy Love. But again, no need to read along. In order to listen, if you're interested in learning more about or growing in your Christian faith, this podcast is for you. All are welcome. If you don't have any routine for reading your Bible, though, I do want to encourage you to check out our reading schedule. You can find it under the resources section of my website, amyonthehill.com. If you scroll down a bit, I think it's like the third thing down you'll find a link to view the reading schedule and you can check it out. It's not a lot of reading each week and it will give you something to work through if you're new to this whole thing. So please think about doing that. Pray about doing that because more than anything, I want this podcast to be an encouragement to you as you walk with the Lord individually. I think discussions here are kind of like Icing on a cake. Icing without a cake is kind of gross uh, after a few spoonfuls. The first spoonful of icing might be yummy, but as you keep eating it, it just gets pretty gross. So if you want to get the most out of this podcast, you do need to take time on your own. Get alone with God. Be reading and praying. Then this podcast will be a sweet bonus on top of that, like icing. But if you're trying to get all of your spiritual nourishment from something like this, you're going to be left wanting. Icing won't satisfy you on the level that you need it. You're going to need some more substance. And hopefully, you know, this podcast can just be one of the tools you use to plug into your relationship with the Lord on a deeper level. Hopefully, this gives you something to read and consider and pray about on your own, because that's really uh, what I hope and pray God will do through this podcast, grow each one of us in our own individual relationships with him apart from this podcast. So as we get started, please join me in praying that God would work not only through this podcast, uh, but even more so in each one of our individual lives. Our Holy Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for making a way for us to come before you in Christ. And we thank you for delighting to hear our prayer. You don't just tolerate us. You love us, Lord. It's hard for some of us to believe that. 
Others of us, maybe we count on your love so much that we take it for granted. Either way, it's unhealthy. So help us to properly receive your love and help us to love you in return the way you love us. Our reading this week was about that, Lord. It was about loving you. It was about being in love with you. And Lord, loving you is something we all want to do, but often struggle to do in ourselves. And so we pray you would help us to love you, help us to really love you, do a divine work in us. So instead of hungering and thirsting for the shallow things our hearts crave, we would hunger and thirst for you. We want to want you. And sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. It seems so easy for us to get distracted or thrown off course. So please help us to stay on course, Lord. Our reading in 1 John chapter 2 this week, we talked a lot about abiding in you. Abiding in you, Lord. Help us to abide in you. Help us to stay close to you and connected to you and in Christ. This podcast is one way for us to stay close. Please use it for your glory and in our lives. Please also direct us to other things, other people, other opportunities, other habits, other tools that will cause us to abide in you. Whatever it takes, Lord, we ask you to do it. It's scary to pray a prayer like that whatever it takes. It's scary to say something like that. So we ask you to please be gentle as you strip away the false gods we've erected in our lives. Please have mercy on us as you do that, Lord. Please be merciful and good and kind as you are. Um, But help us to submit ourselves to you and entrust ourselves to you as you do this work, Lord, because we really, we need you to tear Uh, down our false gods, our false idols. You alone are God, Lord. So please reign on the throne of our hearts. Be the love of our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so last week, We discussed a chapter called Serving Leftovers to a Holy God. And this week, in contrast, we considered the way people act when they're in love. This chapter, chapter 6, entitled When You're in Love, walked us through and had us consider some of the ways people who are in love act toward the one they love. And the first thing we considered was the fact that people who are truly in love go to great lengths to be together. Francis pointed out, when you're truly in love, you'll drive for hours to be together. You don't mind staying up late to talk. You'll willingly spend a small fortune on the one you're crazy about. When you're apart from each other, it's painful, even miserable. And of course, when we hear those examples, if we've ever been in love, we can't help but agree with Francis. When you're truly in love, you do delight in the time you get to spend with the one you love. You delight in bringing that person joy, even if it costs you time and resources, because that person is a priority 
in your life, which again is the opposite of what we considered last week. It's the opposite of serving leftovers. You don't serve the one you love leftovers. The one you love gets the best of you. And so this is a new angle from which we can assess what we love and whether our love for God is evident in the way we live our lives. This chapter, uh, this week actually, was interesting for me because I feel like lately through this book and through some of the other things I'm reading and working through and also through just some of the things I'm going through personally in my life, uh, God is helping me to work out and to sift through my motives, my fears, my hopes, my addictions, my priorities, all of it. And it's been surprising what he's been showing me in a lot of ways. And it's, it's also really been very helpful, uh, especially the subtitle of uh, one of the subtitles of this chapter, which was entitled Don't Try So Hard. Uh, that section is on page 101 of my copy of the book. And just that idea, that idea of constantly striving and trying so hard, um, it really hit a nerve with me. And it got me thinking uh, about a passage out of Matthew chapter 11, starting with verse 28 and through verse 30, where Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Doesn't that sound like someone you would want to do life with? That's definitely... So that definitely sounds like someone I would want to do life with. And yet, honestly, for me, at this phase in my life, it doesn't feel like all the burdens I'm carrying are light. It doesn't feel like my yoke is easy. Instead, if I'm honest, in some ways, uh, I'm feeling weary. And in some areas, uh, there have been a few red flags that I'm starting to get a little burned out. I used to have a really genuine desire and excitement to just grow in my relationship with the Lord, but that desire and excitement has, through the years, been crowded with competing desires that, for the most part, for me, at least started in a good place, but have in time overtaken a lot of my life. And these competing desires, you know, compete with each other. They don't all stay uh, in their neat little boxes. They overlap and conflict and even overwhelm me at times. And yet Jesus is saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. To some of you, this might this might sound like maybe Jesus is saying, you know, we get to kick our feet up and chillax throughout this life. Uh, but based on so many other passages of scripture, I can pretty much guarantee that is not what Jesus means about giving us rest for our souls and a light burden. Uh, in fact, Francis, in talking about his own loving walk with the Lord, wrote, when we are focused on loving Christ, it doesn't mean we do less. I used to do many of the same things I do now, but I was motivated by guilt or fear of consequences. When we work for Christ out of obligation, it feels like work. But when we truly love Christ, our work is a manifestation of that love and it feels like love. ago we discussed God's messages to the seven churches which is found in the book of Revelation at the very end of the Bible and we specifically read God's message to the church of Laodicea in which God called the church of Laodicea lukewarm. In this episode of the podcast I want us to consider God's message to another one of these seven churches this time the church of Ephesus and this uh, is recorded in Revelation chapter 2, uh, starting with verse 1, we read, To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Wow, so here we have a church that works hard for the Lord. This is a church that is persevering. This is a church that has sound doctrine. This church doesn't tolerate wicked people or false apostles. The Lord says of this church, you have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. How do you respond to that? According to what I just read, it sounds like the Lord was at one time the first love of this church, the church of Ephesus. And it also sounds like the church of Ephesus was continuing to do everything right. But somewhere along the way, even while doing all the right things, this church lost its first love. I wonder how that loss affected the church. From what we read, it doesn't sound like this loss was super evident from the outside 
looking in. Again, this church was said to be working hard, persevering, advocating for justice, sitting under sound teachers, enduring hardships for the name of the Lord. But of course, we know something was off internally. They had forsaken their first love. They would forsaken the love they had at first. And so how do you think that affected them if they were honest about how they were really feeling about following the Lord. Remember Jesus' promise we read in the last segment out of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you think the church of Ephesus felt like Jesus' promise in Matthew chapter 11 that we just read. Do you think they felt like that promise was a reality for them? Do you think that they uh, were able to find rest for their souls, that their yoke was easy and the burden they were carrying was light? Or what about Jesus' promise in John chapter 10, verse 10? This is a verse that we've mentioned a few times on previous episodes of the podcast, John 10.10, where Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's the NIV translation of John 10.10. In the English Standard Version, it says, Jesus said that he came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Life to the full, life abundantly. Do you think that's how the church of Ephesus was feeling? Do you think they really thought, you know, with everything they were doing for God, that they had a full, abundant life? Do you think they ever felt like something was missing? Do you think they ever stopped long enough to notice that over time their feelings for God had changed? page 102 under the Don't Try So Hard subtitle of the chapter we read this week, Francis wrote this. There is so often a great disparity between how we feel about faith and how we are meant to feel. Why do so few people genuinely find joy and pleasure in their relationship with God? Why do most people feel they have to either pay God back for all he's done by his love or somehow keep making up for all their inadequacies and failures, prove their love. What do you think about that? Do you agree that there is so often a great disparity between how we actually feel about faith and how we are meant to feel? I definitely do agree with Francis here. And I love the advice he gives as far as how to remedy this and pretty much every other need that we encounter uh, before the Lord. As the chapter went on, Francis encouraged us to be honest with God. He encouraged us to admit our need. If we're struggling to love God, Francis reminded us that it's best to talk to God 
honestly about that. On page 110, Francis wrote this, If you merely pretend that you enjoy God or love him, he knows you can't fool him. Don't even try. Instead, tell him how you feel. Tell him that he isn't the most important thing in this life to you and that you're sorry for that. Tell him that you've been lukewarm, that you've chosen whatever it is over him time and time again. Tell him that you want him to change you, that you long to genuinely enjoy him. Tell him how you want to experience true satisfaction and pleasure and joy in your relationship with him. Tell him you want to love him more than anything else on this earth. And he goes on. The point is, Francis says, tell him and ask him to do in you what you can't do in yourself. I usually uh, write and record these podcasts about a week in advance, but this week uh, my schedule got all thrown off because it was my daughter's birthday on the day I usually record and then on the day I was planning to to make up the time. Uh, another one of my daughters came down with a fever, so she wasn't able to spend the day with my mother-in-law like we had planned. And so I actually ended up finishing this podcast up this past weekend. Uh, I actually went to church this past Saturday night, and the pastor uh, gave an illustration that I think will be helpful for us here. Um, he was talking about those maps you see in a mall, you know, those maps that have you know, the little red dot that say you are here and then it shows you where all the stores in the mall are so you can get to wherever you're going. Well, the pastor was talking about those maps and he said, and I think this is right, he said, sometimes we don't know where we are. We don't know where our little red dot is, the you are here dot. We don't know where that is. Uh, but when we're honest with God about what we do know, what's going on in our hearts, if we pour that out to him, he helps us to get our bearings. He helps us to understand where we are and where we've got to go in order to get wherever it is that he's taking us. And I think that's what he's doing in my life right now. I'm trying to be really honest with him about where I am, because I don't exactly know where I am, uh, but I'm trying not to hide anything from him. That requires me not to, to hide anything from myself as well. I think sometimes uh, it's more comfortable, at least we think it's more comfortable to kind of live in denial about some of the ick that's in our hearts, but I'm really trying to, um, to pull it out and and be honest with, with that before God and, and with myself. And I'm asking God to show me where he wants me to go. And then I'm asking him to please get me there uh, because I know that I won't be able to get there uh, on my own. I'm also asking the Lord to help me enjoy this journey. I know it won't be a journey that's free of trouble because Jesus told us in this world, you will have trouble. But he also told us uh, to take heart because he's overcome the world. And so I do know the good 
outcome on promise. And uh, I know that walking this road with the love of my life and resting in him along the way should bear the fruit of genuine joy and peace in my life. And, you know, honestly, I've had joy and peace in greater measure uh, in my life than I do right now. And I want that back. And I'm asking God and I'm really looking to God to do that, to bring that back and not just to bring that back, to the degree that I've experienced it in the past, but I'm asking the Lord to, to take me to a whole new level in my relationship with him, to take uh, my love for him to a place where I've really, I've never even experienced it before. I'm not just asking for what I once had. I'm asking for an even deeper and greater love for him. And I pray that you're asking for the same. for listening. That concludes this episode of the podcast. Our reading next week out of the Bible is 1 John chapter 3, and out of Crazy Love, we're reading chapter 7. If at any point you want to view our reading schedule, you can do that under the resources section of my website, amyonthehill.com. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll see um, a picture of the book Crazy Love, and right under that or beside that, you'll see uh, a link where you can Click here and view the reading schedule. As you probably know, you can also find a page for this podcast on Facebook if you search Amy on the Hill. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram under the handle Amy, A-M-Y-B-X, Hill. So please be sure to connect with me there as well. Again, that's A-M-Y-B-X, Hill, H-I-L-L. As we close, please receive this blessing from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <music>